Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Please welcome Blair Saki. What's up, Zyking? (laughs) It's your boy Blair back for more action. Mm. Miles, oh my god. I slept out to sea by that fucking intro. Jesus Christ. I mean, let me me reel you back in because we can't lose you. All that all those accolades. We can't lose you on this planet. Um, also, that was like a gorgeous um you I really was captivated. Thank you. Thank you. That was, the, that was the goal. That was the goal. Jackie said last, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Blair? Oh, How are oh, you? It's heaven. Heaven to be back with Blair, my I... fucking gosh. <laughs> Blair, I noticed when Jaquise was saying, hey, we should try a Tough mutter event. You started breaking your neck, shaking your head like, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to uh, do that. Well, you know, I know this will shock you, Miles, but mm-hmm. actually I was forced to do them as a family growing up. Oh, um, yeah. Are you for real? <laughs> no, that I'm, sounds awful. I'm Is dead your family serious. the most fit family on earth or something? No, my parents are both in their late 60s and have abs. It's hell. Um, wow. And, and Wait, so your we, parents are the people in their 60s with abs? Yeah, Damn. dog. I see people like that, like out and about, you know, wherever I'm at. The, uh, the beaches, you always see people who are like really fit. And you're like, what the fuck? Are, what kind of program are they on? Yeah, they and they have tough the nerve to, families. Yeah, yeah, and they have the nerve to ask me how I became a comedian. Relief. That's how. <laughs> Trying to have my relief from your fucking abs. You know what, you Blair? Know? Listen, I'm gonna go ahead and take the side of the parent on this. You know, I know Will Smith said parents just don't understand, but I think you know your parents get it. And uh, when me and Miles do this tough mutter, when the Zeit gang go ahead and sign a petition. Uh, if we get 2,000 signatures, you're holding up a paper right now that says you're contractually <laughs> obligated to join us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, Blair. Yeah, you got to come, too. You got to come, so too. Many. You're a D1 athlete. Like, we need that. It was like while you? I was in college, and then I would, I'd be so pissed that I had to do it that I would just get fucking blasted the night before and then roll <laughs> up like wildly. I'd walk across the finish line. Oh, just, you fucker. Yeah, just so angry. Just disrespecting the event like that? Yeah, f- hell yeah. Meanwhile, there are like people in their mid-40s who are like, I div- I got a divorce because I neglected my relationship <laughs> getting ready for this midlife crisis marathon. Yeah, Listen. my dad's like in the mud pit, like going under the barbed wire, like, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, so and when, was the last one, when was the last time you did one? I was like early 20s. And the shit was hard? Like, I mean, oh, yeah, whenever I see the things, I'm like, bro, I don't want to... No, I'm just like, I'm just like, why am I, why am I climbing a rope as an adult? That's just what I remember, (laughs) like going through my mind. (laughs) Sherilyn, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are or what you're into or what you're searching or what you kind of checking out? Okay, let's see. But I have two things. So recently I found out, this is weird. I'm sorry. Ahead of time. (laughs) I I recently found out about the 9-11 bar. Have you heard of it? Yes. The uh, 9-11. Yes. Is that I a think candy I learned bar? about that through Robert Evans. <laughs> no, a bar. Bar 9-11, where you go yeah. in, you grab your drinks, you look at the wall, you remember, <laughs> and you, you never forget. Respect. Wait, and... it's like a memorial bar? 
Where I is it? Even, so I found out that there's two. There are two nylon parts. One is in Fort Worth, Texas, and wasn't one is in Buffalo. So apparently the one in Fort Worth, okay. Texas is like the main one. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, found out about these bars. But Buffalo had to get in on it? That I is so. a wild franchise to get in on. Okay. Maybe someone. I don't know if it's a franchise. Maybe it's like their own separate bar. It's probably got a different name. Like the one okay. in Texas is Bar 911. And Which yeah. I don't know why they have to make it sound like, ooh. Well, it's also spelled like in a really flippant way. It's like B-A-R, the number nine, and then the word 11, like all is one Like a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. like from the outside, you'd be like, oh, okay. Like the font is maybe chic. And then you go and you're like, what the fuck is going on in here? Yeah. And then you go inside and it's, look, I don't know if they have what their cocktail. I hope that they're not themed. I don't even want to go into it because my, my brain already is like coming up with names. But it's got art like this on the wall where it's like, okay, 8.46 a.m. And then like a long paragraph of what was going on, <laughs> 8.49, 8 <52. sighs> So I, I, I was just looking into that. But for some reason, when I clicked on the link to the bar, it was like not letting me go in. And I was like, this is probably for the best. I remember th I saw this comedy show like years ago where Brett Gelman was doing this bit where he said he wanted to open a 9-11 bar, but like every night a siren would go off and like a bunch of tracks would play and you would just relive the moment where uh, they announced that Bin Laden had been killed. And that was like the energy of the bar. It's like, yo, they got Bin Laden. And people were like, oh, 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 oh. And that was like, but that was a bit. And so when he started saying this, I'm like, is this the Brett Gelman thing come to life? But no, this is It does sound real. like it could be a Nathan for you thing, but it's not. I mean, it's been around for like years, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's been around for years. Don't give this guy any ideas without Bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> they said his whole thing was that he supposedly, quote, found 80% of Americans didn't know that the anniversary of the event was approaching. So that's why I, he wanted to make sure people remembered. Oops, I mean, forgot. this is beside the point, but I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I also don't believe that. I mean, it's it no. seems like a thing, like an old Jay Leno, like man on the street bit, where like, when's the anniversary of nine eleven? And people are like, uh, February. Like, you know, like if, if that's <laughs> mm. what he's trying to say. I mean, we we know what day it is. So what's the number for nine one one? Right, September eleventh. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, good for them, and I I hope the people whose lives were lost uh, don't feel. Like this is a flippant homage to their lives. Or or sue this guy's ass. Why not? Yeah. Sue him. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. This is America. Sue him. Fuck yeah. There we go. Uh, what's your other thing you were searching, Sherilyn? Uh, the other thing. So over quarantine, I started watching the L Word, like the original L Word. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, but mm -hmm. it's so bad. And I think that that's why it's... Really? It, I mean, it's... I've never yeah. seen it. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. So bad that like it's aged well because you can like kind of hate watch it and like fall in love with the characters. But the theme song is, um, is okay. There's this one part of the theme song. If you know, you know, but they just start saying a bunch of words that, that lesbians do. And, uh, it goes talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, writing, winning, losing, cheating, kissing, thinking, dreaming. And, uh, <laughs> I was trying to memorize that because now I sing the theme song every time at the beginning. And I'm like, talking, drinking, fighting, kissing. 
I like that they're characterizing it as something that just lesbians do. This Things like talking, art. writing, <laughs> dreaming. Kissing, thinking, dreaming. Right. Ooh. <laughs> so it's oh, pretty man. sexy. And then, yeah, this is the way. This is the way that we live and love. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I got to work on that. I got to work on memorizing those lyrics. Yeah, if so. you're going to say it without looking at you, because I saw you look at your phone. I mean, the day you don't look, we're going to all be like, she's done it, folks. She's done we're it. We're going to stand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll let you guys know. I'll post like a video of me singing it. Um, <laughs> hey, right. drinks on, on me at bar 911 the day you get those <laughs> lyrics down. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. See you in Buffalo. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, oh, the Buffalo. We're not even going to go to the Fort Worth one. Huh? We're going to go to the Buffalo one. No, we're going straight to Buffalo. I'll go to the Buffalo one just so I can see, you know, West Side Gun. And the I Griselda feel like the course. Buffalo one would be a little safer for me. Mm. And maybe for you too, Miles. Yeah, in general. Yeah, who knows? Uh, and But maybe I'll go in with all my regalia on and they'll be like, hey, he's one of the good ones, man. Yeah. You know. One of the good ones. You know he's one of the good ones, man. He came in with his his, his shirts that never forget, man. I can put on an accent too. We'll be safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when I covered a Trump rally very early on, I was like, oh, this is going to be rough because like, I had to like ask people shit and kind of like... Time to code switch. Get, yo, code switch. And I put a red hat on and shit. And they were like, <laughs> oh, you... They, it was amazing how instantly I was like, well, we'll see how they do with this man of color. And I was like, hey, the second you go, hey, what do you think people are getting wrong about Donald Trump? They're like, the thing is... And you're like, wow, I'm, am I in the CIA? Am I this good? <laughs> but it turns out I just needed to to say trump is cool and then instantly everyone's like yes we love it let's uh move on to something that you think is overrated Teresa. what would that be i okay this is new for me so this is old zyking who have heard me talk about things this is a new Teresa. i think having a high credit score is overrated and i don't mean like in the way that like I know credit cards suck and that is true but i mean like i had a high credit score and i was thinking that this was like a pillar of my right. personality <laughs> and if i just do this my life will be okay and then i realized that um that it's all a scam but not only that but i just got a credit card because I, I just directed a short film but i haven't raised the money for it yet but mm -hmm. to do this i took a credit card out with zero percent apr for 15 months and i spent the money before i i still don't have the money but i spent it and i realized like i directed a short and then i'm like Whatever happens, like I maybe I'll end up on the street, but more than likely I'll figure it out. I still don't know what's going to happen, but the reality is I did the directing part already. So I realized mm -hmm. like, okay, like worst case scenario, I blow up my credit score and I finish a short. Best case scenario, yeah. I crowdfund or figure it out and pay it off. But yeah. in no way would I have done this if I was waiting to make the money. So I just realized like it's all a scam. Like just... The more the bank owns you, the more they want to keep you alive. And now I feel like they own me and they want me alive. So they're not going to yeah. kill me, you know? Yeah, they'll just they'll let the other uh, industries do that for them yeah. on their behalf. Right. They're like, oh, well, it's a shame that you couldn't afford to live. But yeah, I, I, I definitely at one point, I remember I used to, I dated somebody who like credit score shamed me. And mm -hmm. like, I kind of mm -hmm. took it personally at the time because I was it's a very privileged uh, thing to like, do. I remember I was trying to get a TV and they're like, hey, like, you want to finance it? I'm like, what's that? And they're like, well, maybe you can just do payments. I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, you don't have any credit, sir. And I'm like, oh, because I don't have any. I was like That means you 20. have no debt. I mean, yeah, the I only like, reason I started with a high credit score, my extremely high student loans. And this whole time I was like, I'm so responsible. But it's like, no, it's because you were a dumb idiot at 17 years old and you signed your life away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, ooh, I'm about to pay my Mazda off. Woo! <laughs> 
you know that credit score about to be jumping and then i will call that x i'll be like you should look at it now it's 620 <laughs> <laughs> it's not good still anyway <laughs> that's how shit is sometimes ever what's something that you think is underrated now this might it might seem like it's already overrated mm-hmm. underrated a high quality scented candle Mm. Oh, ever speak mm. my language. Like, somebody was <laughs> like, you're spending how much on a scented candle? I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't. This is my cave. My cave smells good, though. Yeah. Mm. And mm. that's a reflection on me and mm-hmm. my emotional state. It feels yeah. good. Ever. What, what kind what's, of, what's, yeah. what's up, my little yeah. eye hearts? <laughs> what sense are we getting into? And and yeah. what brands? Because I people are big brandies okay. when it comes to their big candles. Well, yeah. I, I will say, can't, okay, first of all, too, but I've been really getting into Copal, but I'm trying, there is a Copal shortage, but Copal sure, I sure, also sure. use for spiritual reasons, whatever, whatever. I got you, I feel you, I feel you. It's on my yeah. altar as well. But Patty Wax, big fan of Patty Wax right now. Have they have tried. a parks candle, Ooh. and you buy this, and they donate to national parks, but then they have, oh. like... They have like also they have like masculine scents which I really like you know yes, like the, your leathers and your bourbons for the listeners out here I'm uh, pretty butchy looking <laughs> uh, and, and but I also have been really getting into willow and cotton and like a yes. lavender scent oh, oh, surprisingly oh, I just gentle. got a French lavender candle that is to it's... die for oh. When, yes. How do you how do y'all use your candles? Are they burning all the time? Are they contextual candles? Are they? Do you like or do you do it most of the day so it helps scent your home? How what's your what's your strategy with the candle? I'm gonna let you go first because I I really want to hear how you do it. Okay, okay. So usually it's like <laughs> when I need a pick me up, right? And then so I have oh. so up the street for me is this great little shop. I'm not giving out the name. I, I should promote it, but if more people go there, I'll be upset. It's like beautiful, and they make all different kinds of spiritual candles. Some have glitter in them. Some like have that um yeah, nice. wood wick, so it's like creating. It would be so funny if you were like House of Intuition, and it's like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's <not> a little shop. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's locally owned and it's perfect and like it literally just my whole Candle house was just warm <laughs> stop it just warm and delicious and so like uh, just cozy and that's what i really mm-hmm. love about it but then you know sometimes you're like i feel like a really light fresh air scent but sometimes you need like i have um i also buy D candles which i love so they're made to scent for different scenes you're playing during D. Oh, that's cool dude i have one that's a tavern and it smells like red wine and leather wait this bonkers uh, her good ma- her majesty my partner her friend opened a candle store like in la that's like sort of based on art like role-playing games is it the same one cantrip candles one- I think so. Yes, I love them. You guys can yeah. shop online for cantrip candles, so I don't mind shouting them out. They are brilliant. Their candles smell amazing. There's one that smells like parchment paper if you're like in a library Ooh, or a monastery or something. Nice. But then at the end of the candle, when you're done burning it, there's a fresh D20 in there at the bottom, just waiting for you to add to your dice collection, which is already too large. And I just love that they're indulging in a different like like hobby slash collection thing like there shouldn't be dice at the bottom of candles but it's there and it's wonderful yeah it's yeah, so like funny it. the guy Kristoff is a classmate of her majesty like the who runs who owns it. that place and i remember he looked at some of the council what the look at this this is fucking tight for okay. me i like to have in the winter that's when i get up the candles go off oh, around me because it has to, like yeah. i said it has to smell like a just a it's like a hallmark fucking movie in the, the house winter 
the fall, it's game over. Yeah. It's this game over. Season, baby. It, I don't do like, candles right. in the summer, really. But Oh, when get a floral season. candle for the summer. Oh, okay. Get a floral Good to know. candle. Get something See, light. Then it's like, these are the kinds of things that we need to know about. And the listeners, the iHearts, if you will, or the Zag <laughs> Gang, whatever, what, however you identify, <laughs> these are tips for you to take home. Mm-hmm. All right, let's pay some bills real quick, and we will be right back after this. And we're back again. We got to We got to look at what's going on in the country and what's going on in the country is the Delta variant of COVID. This has not stopped. Florida is currently home to about one fifth of all COVID cases in the country. And they have like less than, I think, eight percent of the population. I think something closer to like seven or six. And if you look at what Governor Ron DeSantis is doing, it almost looks like he thinks he can end the pandemic by making the numbers go up so high that like. Like he just breaks the charts or something like that. Doctors are also saying the worst cases they see are no longer people's people in their 70s and 80s. It's gotten a lot younger now. It's people from their 40s to their 60s and even younger than that. He's preventing businesses from requiring proof of vaccination and even preventing schools from having students wear masks. And it's a similar situation in a lot of red states where like local authorities for whatever reason, think it's some kind of statement of pure freedom to embrace premature preventable death, but they continue down this path. And vaccinations have gone slightly up over the last month because I think some of the news is connecting with people that if you're not vaccinated, this Delta variant is highly transmissible and will probably, you could be infected much at a much higher rate than the previous variant or the ancestral strain. And the other thing is young people are really, really not fucking with getting vaccinations. Like the vaccination rates are really low. So the White House has had to now switch their tactics and they have basically recruited an army of influencers from TikTok to fucking whatever the kids are using, Instagram and the space book and all that um, to get kids to, you know, get more into vaccinations. We saw it with Olivia Rodrigo. Basically, less than half of people 18 to 39 are fully vaccinated. Then you compare that with over two-thirds for people over 50. And then really, about 58% of people 12 to 17 have yet to receive a shot at all. Now, I get, I know that it gets a little bit more complicated when you're a minor because your parents are the ones who are probably going to dictate what happens. But they've truly just been like, we, we just need these influencers now. That's yeah. the one way I think we're get, we got to make it cool for kids. You know, I... um. I very rarely pine for days of the past. You know what I'm saying? Very rarely. Uh, the past wasn't too good for for blacker folks, you know? Uh, so I, I look forward to the future more times than not. But there's one thing that I do miss about the past, and that's when we used to buy and sell states. Uh, you know, it feels like we've passed that era in our in our, in our young country, and uh, I'm interested in, in getting back to that because... Uh, Mexico, y'all want Florida? <laughs> like, yeah. It literally makes me feel daunting in a way that I, I don't see how this is going to change. When the vaccines came out, even last year, our whole mindset was, we'll wait for the vaccines, things will get better, blah, blah, blah. And now more than ever, I'm just like, I, like what the fuck what are we, we gonna do? do? Ain't shit gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, like, ain't shit exactly. gonna get better. Especially when you have it's... people who are on a mission to act like it's all good, but then like, we talked about this last week or maybe yesterday's episode. How the signals are all mixed. 
depending on what state you're in. You might have a governor who's a Republican who'd be like, hey, y'all need to get vaccinated. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. fucking around. Like, Arkansas can't handle it. Please. But then you'll have places like Texas or Florida where they're like, it's all good. Like, we're not going to make anybody do anything. It's freedom. While also saying vaccinations save lives. And my biggest fear in all of it is like, because of the transmissibility of the Delta variant and a lot of these epidemiologists are like the way of a breakthrough, truly breakthrough version of COVID comes up. One that is resistant even to vaccines is by having a large group of people being vaccinated in an environment where there's transmission rates are still very high. And then my, you know, sort of doomsday thinking ass like, my God, like I don't want to have to worry about my parents again. If there's like another version where they're like, that vaccine you got, it doesn't work because we let the, you know, part of the country just be a Petri dish accelerator for, you know, evolving this virus. Those are all the things I worry about. And yeah, like you're, you're hard pressed to think what happens. And I think, I think the first thing is that they're just hoping that mandating vaccines will help make things normal and be like, well, I can, there's a lot of shit I can't do unless I'm vaccinated. Maybe I will, but it's still, it's tough. All of these people grew up in the era, like a lot of these people that are, you know, propagating the anti-vax as a political stance for freedom. Like you guys were all taking the fucking polio vaccine. You were taking all the other vaccines. You were mm-hmm. very pro-vaccine until now, which is just a symptom of like political division versus actual a scientific necessity. Um, yeah. I mean... It's just like this weird thing about how um, people flip their stances on things because of political ideologies. Like, I know all these people that got vaxxed when they were younger with all the other shit, you know? Mm -hmm. They just decided now that they're not, you know? Yeah, and I think, yeah, because of how quickly the country has sort of, like, fractured into, like, these sort of ideologies without any real consideration for, like, even personal stakes. Because now you even... There was a yeah. prominent uh, Republican politician, I, believe, I forget which Southeast state it was, but started up very anti-vax, then got COVID and it like revealed that this guy was going through a months long COVID battle. And he's like, I can't like this thing is bad, y'all. This is bad. If you have a really bad case, it is going to feel like you're on death's doorstep. Yeah. And yeah. this is I implore you. And it's and it's funny because it's so much like how our country operates, which is fuck around and find out essentially. Like, yeah. we always have to get to the find out phase. Some people don't want to fuck around because they will take the experimentation and the know-how of experts say, I don't need to find out about that, and I'm not going to fuck around. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are now like, I found out, and it's terrible. I, I just don't understand, too. Like, I, I get, you know, I get on a base level what it's about. Uh, we are, it's, everything is politicized right now, right? And, you know, like, I'm only 34, so I can't, I don't know what it was like, uh, and I fell asleep during most history classes, so I don't know what it was like politically when polio was around and they all were these other it. vaccines. They people it felt like people were getting but it. There so. were there were smaller anti-vaxxers, but like the it there was just wasn't the information wasn't able to move as quickly, so it was very that's the problem. It was minimal. That's the problem. Unfortunately, like you brought up, the White House is is bringing in and. Is bringing in influencers and, and things like that to try and get, uh, you know, younger people vaccinated. And mm-hmm. I fear that, unfortunately, and this isn't a compliment, but unfortunately, we're too smart for that. 
mm. and like I don't mean that in a compliment. I mean that <laughs> in like, think I know what you're doing. I, yeah, that shit yeah, ain't gonna yeah. work. I know what you're doing. Just because Kendall Jenner say come get your vaccine, she's been saying that for months. It ain't right, gonna change right, right. under for me now. You know, it's like everybody I feel like knows we've everything gone, now. Yeah, everybody knows everything now. So like we can see, we can see through the facades, and we can, and you know, look, if it reaches one person, that's better than reaching no people. So I, I get that one hundred percent. But yeah, I get it. You're cynical. I think a lot of people are. And I am. You, I'm cynical. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I've been seeing a lot of those stories, and I do think they're helpful, as sad as they are. And yeah. I'm not someone where it's like, I didn't get the vaccine and I wish I did. And it's like a picture of them on their deathbed before they died. You know, like mm-hmm. I keep seeing posts like that and um, or like Republican da, 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 didn't get vaccine. And it's almost a, and like people are like, oh, fuck those people. They're so yeah, selfish. No. And I'm like, <clears throat> no, it's still sad that it's someone sad, was yeah. under the impression that it was more important for them to like make some political stance in their own life, mm-hmm. you know, like it's still. I'm not. I I don't. Everyone's like celebrating those people. It's like the sick people. It's yeah. It's yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's infinitely tragic for someone to lose their life when their their death could have been prevented. Yeah. And I think when you see people who are like, ha ha, like you know, you you're now you're getting it bad because you were being you know a, a science denier or whatever. We completely lose track of like the humanity of it all. And yeah. that's only exacerbating any kind of division. Cause if you can't even look at someone like that and say that po- this, this poor person just got duped so yeah. bad that they decided to act against their own self-interest and put themselves at risk and then yeah. are leaving a family behind because yeah. of, unfortunately that's just because that's what's on the TV around them or whatever their subculture that they're part of is sort of communicating this to them and that's like yeah i mean like dying a painful death too right and like it's not a painful death luckily the the worst you know thing i got swept up in was thinking that g unit was gonna last forever and 50 cent (laughs) and and lloyd banks and tony ayo were gonna be around forever like that g unit g unit broke up yeah Same. I mean, that was like kind of, you know, like we all have these little things that we yeah. get carried away with. Now, like the stakes are getting so high, like where people are now like, oh, now my ideology isn't like I like this band or whatever. It's like I'm going to completely just say that this group of people is not human. And that's sort of the momentum that I think we'd we'd hope to blunt on some level by, you know, like in general, we're just doing a terrible job of acknowledging like the humanity of people in this country. I yeah. don't think I don't think I could ever be the president. Uh, one because I've done too much shit in my life, so mm-hmm. I don't Same. think. I, although now you know Trump could be president, I can definitely yeah. be president. I mean, if, I look, if Blair's doing gargoyles shit. on kegs, dude. Yeah, we can. We uh, here she Blair, is, Madam President. Like welcome. Be, actually, Blair, can I be your vice president? Uh, <laughs> I don't need to be the president. I would never want to be president. Are you kidding me? I'm sort of like I like to just like look in the back. I'm not yeah. trying to um, be the decision maker. Right. Because if I was if I was a decision maker, like this is I, I would be what I wouldn't want a president to be. Where I would be like, you know what? I'm the president. <laughs> we about to change some shit up. I, oh, I can't mandate vaccines. Well, here's what I can do. Every right. five minutes on every piece of screen you have, TV, phone, tablet, I'm going to show you a five minute death of somebody yeah. dying by COVID. <laughs> like, so you can see it like right. you can like see how they have it on like it. cigarettes in europe yes. where they're like this is a lung from smoking 
then you're yes. like, oh, shit. Jaquise, having only known you for 39 minutes, I do believe <laughs> that you could become present. Like, I think you're that captivating of a speaker. Oh, it's actually thanks. alarming sort of when you meet someone like that. You're like, this is how um, entire nations get slept up. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm coming for a nation near you, everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> alongside that, you know, again, like with this inability to just be like, we need to look at just in generally like the humanity of people, not to say yeah, like, man. oh, they're right for having the beliefs they had, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to celebrate the death of somebody because of they were, they fell victim to misinformation and their own That's ignorance. That's what I've been saying. It's yeah. sad as hell. Like, I, I hate that in general with our country, just in all aspects. It's like. You, it's just celebrating the it's like become just two sides and then just always celebrating and it's like they are you you yeah you that know, could they, have been you that damn yeah. well could have been that you you just were really born in a different place depending it's, on where you were raised yeah literally. It's, it's really hard to celebrate death when one thing has killed over 600,000 people mm -hmm. in a shorter amount of time it took for an Avengers movie to be made. Like, it's really hard to celebrate right. death yeah. of anyone. Like, I mean, it's hard to celebrate death in general, but, like, this is... <laughs> it's a, hard, and I've tried. Trust me. And I've tried. I tried. Trust me, I've tried. The party it's hard on to and celebrate. Just can't... It's, hard to, it's hard to, like... <laughs> I Like, you're, we're numb to it right now, man. Yeah. We're numb to it. Exactly. And I just want people to stop dying. I don't care who it is. <laughs> I would love people to stop fucking dying well, from yeah, COVID. Because the other thing is like the trauma that reverberates from one person's death. That's something we're probably not going to be able to measure for some time. Yeah. Um, and also and like. don't care if I'm a liberal. Shit. No. <laughs> definitely not. It, yeah. So the, I got to sit here and still listen to the story of how painful your death is. And I, it's not going to be like, well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I voted for Bernie. I'm good. No, nah, Jeff yeah. gonna still come kick my ass too if it decides to. It's scary, man. Okay, well, I want to move on. Uh, since we were sort of on the topic of New York before we got into the ideas of salvation in Christ, <laughs> uh, to someone else who's actually very interested in the ideas of salvation in Christ is Rudy Giuliani, um, because he's been a very bad man. What a uh, man! If you, I mean, look, he hitched his wagon to the most radioactive star in Donald Trump. And for a moment, he was riding high. Like, you could tell he was just like, I'm that guy. I'm with the president. I'm gooned up. What are you going to do? Fuck that. Fuck laws. And, then, you know, he was even jacking his bone in a Borat movie. I mean, he was he <laughs> thought he was at the top of the world. And then Trump was no longer president. And all the shit that he did, like, push Ukraine to, like, smear Biden and get involved in the, the presidential race or, you know, try to get the election overturned by pushing the big lie which got him sued by Dominion voting systems. It's all now become like one gigantic legal tidal wave and it's about to crush him. The thing is when you have all this legal exposure, there's a lot of bills that you got to pay for lawyers and things like that. And no one has been a giving any money to his little GoFundMe for like, like help me defend myself against the crack smoking demons leftist <laughs> sort of like campaign that he had. And He's been telling close friends, like, he is close to going, like, fully broke. Now, I don't know how accurate that is because this is the same guy that quit a job to try and make it look like his income was diminished so he would owe less in spousal support. So, you know, we'll take that for what it's worth. But on top of all that, Trump has been sitting on $82 million that he just straight grifted off of supporters um, and just been spending on himself. 
And a lot of the Trump ally people were like, um, what about like helping the dude who you who fucking quite literally was, was just fucking shit up to try and get you in office and it only just destabilized the country? It's quiet. Oh, okay, um, Miles. You think yeah. that glam team is cheap? It's not. Okay. <laughs> that is a lot of work. A lot of parties work very hard on his look. Okay. Which way? Who who's glam team? Trump? Trump, yeah. Doesn't he like but I feel like he's like one of those guys who hates being like touched. So he would like oh, yeah. do it all himself. Like cuz you know he Germaphobe. the application looks I mean like the way he puts it on his eyes and stuff. You know, he's not really blending or do we think there's a HMU team there or it's all self-applicated? Look, my guess is it's not self-applicated. Okay, mm. I like that. Look, king rule number one, someone else puts your bronzer on before you make a speech. That's for sure. I do like the idea of a team coming in wearing hazmat suits to come do his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it safe. But yeah, I feel bad for Rudy because he, you know, he did all that dirty work, as you said. Now he's not getting support from Trump. And like, listen, I was with Trump for the whole thing. And now to find out he's a bad friend. <laughs> Come on, like that's the last straw. You can't uh, treat your friends like that. I just thought it was How a coincidence. Every other time, people are like, "I went in business with him, and he stole from me," or "I worked for him, and he never paid me." It's and not like there's a trail of evidence. Yeah. yeah. Wait, um, also the Giuliani scene in Borat. Mm -hmm. I am not over that. Also, and another thing, I can't believe in this country. Is how much shit is literally video evidence that nothing <laughs> ever transpires from? I mean, like, can you imagine what is happening? Like, that was with a film crew. Like, what yeah. would happen? What goes on in non-media sanctioned interviews? A lot. I mean, you look at the state of everything, like whether it's, you know, sexual assault or racism and things like that. It's like you truly it's like, well, do you have 4K video at 60 frames per second? It doesn't matter. That we can look at. Yeah. And even then, <laughs> half the time, it doesn't matter. This was uh, wide release to the entire country. No problem. Yeah. He's just still. Yeah, it's free. It wasn't even behind a paywall. <laughs> this is evidence. Uh, but yeah. So <laughs> Mayor Giuliani, former Mayor Giuliani, he's also been kind of in the news because obviously this is going to be the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And he was mayor at the time and he was at ground zero and he was talking with local news to be like, hey, you know, what a moment um, for you and, and the country. Like, let's reflect on that. He didn't talk about that at all. Um, let's hear what he instead chose to talk about. Um, when he was asked about the significance of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh, Christ. I committed no crime. And if you think I committed a crime, you're probably really stupid because you don't know who I am. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani <laughs> seems fixated on declaring his innocence. We've seen you commit a crime on camera. Into whether he was working <laughs> as an unregistered lobbyist for Ukrainian officials. Is the guy who put the mafia in jail, terrorists in jail, Ed Koch's commission is in jail, and the worst people on Wall Street. I'm not going to file? I mean, that's just crazy. Giuliani says he was only working for President Trump as his lawyer, voicing mm -hmm. frustration mm -hmm. about the FBI searches of his home and law office. This is where it gets real good. misguided and politically motivated. I, I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to go to jail if they want to put me in jail. And if they do, they're going to suffer the consequences in heaven. I'm not. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Again, baby, 
send it back up to God. Yeah, maybe I'm on Earth, according to your Earth realities, a criminal. I'm more you know than willing have- to go to jail. Okay, <laughs> great. Listen, they're going to afterlife jail or, or hell, as they sometimes call it. <laughs> exactly. We'll see where we'll see where he ends up. Um, but yeah, that seems to be on his mind, even though he's there to do an interview about one of the most significant events in the last 20 years. Yeah, what dude, an, I'm willing to go incredible. to jail, but heaven, they're going to take it up with heaven and the angels. That's the thing I'm saying, dude. I I, I threw Ed Koch's commissioners in jail anyway. What a beautiful 9-11 memorial speech. Incredible. Absolutely. Okay, and before we go to another break, I just want to bring up um, Spirit Airlines because they had a bit of an issue earlier this week. I don't know if you've flown at people. Have, we I think we've all experienced Spirit Airlines at I one haven't. point. Oh, you haven't? Okay, it's, have you, it's wonderful. Have you both have? I think once I took yeah. either Spirit or Frontier. Every I think everyone should try at least once just to remind yourself why you should never do it. People always like just crack jokes about it because it's like a budget airline, blah blah blah. But they've really been having a lot of operational problems. Um, like a couple of days ago, they had to cancel. 277 flights, which was about 36% of its schedule. And then 159 were delayed, which is about 20% of its schedule. So overall, 56% of their flights were fucked up. Um, And some they would say is like, it was weather, but it's also not weather too. Like there's also staffing issues and it looks like spirit, like kind of tried to ramp up their business really quick again without having the proper personnel to actually like facilitate having all these flights move around so on top of that with all these flights delayed because they're like a low-cost carrier they don't have any of these things that are like interline agreements like with other airlines which is normally the thing that'll happen so like if you have a delay or a cancellation like there's a way to remedy that because it's like oh we have relationships with other airlines to sort of sort this out so that's like the inherent risk with spirit airlines so cut to Many airports, especially around the southeast, like in Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and then in San Juan, Puerto Rico, people were fucking stranded. And there was like sort of anecdotal information that the Spirit Airlines staff was like slowly retreating from like the the like the tape, like the desks to help customers. And we're saying like we might need to like sneak out the back because like we have nothing to tell people and like the situation is just getting really, really tense. So you can see a situation where you have people who are like, I can't make my connecting flight because you just canceled it. What can I do? This line's three and a half hours for me to even speak to someone. At that point, what flights are there? And then on top of it, you have agents literally like doing the Homer Simpson Bush gif where they're like, sorry, I'm a back up into this bush now. Um, and it just sucks because at the end of the day, like as much, you know, you see how people get at airports like it's always the ticket agents that are going to get that get all this shit when it's not like they're like i don't run spirit airline yeah i'm working for them um it just looked all kinds of bad well i keep seeing these articles saying that like people just in general are getting way more unruly and i've seen this a little bit at comedy shows too where it's like oh you guys have so much pent-up energy in you from being inside for a year and a half that like some of you forgot how to act in public and then they keep Mm -hmm. saying all of this like bubble inside people of stress is like bursting in Mm -hmm. in public in ways that it wasn't really before in like certain, especially in certain common spaces where there's like um, social agreements that you don't act that way. And now all these, like these flight attendants are like guardians of the galaxy. 
Yeah, and and this guy's like, oh, you didn't let me touch your tits? I'm going to fucking lose my, you know, my like. De- my pants are worth $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that clip. I was like, what the uh, fuck yeah. is this guy saying? And, and he then, got duct taped to the seat. Which is so hysterical, by the way. Yeah, it's just wild because there's stress everywhere, you know, like whether that's people that are traveling, right? You don't, they could be spread thin financially and they're having to be on a flight where they don't even want to. You, you know, like maybe it's the travel they're doing is like stressful. They may have to go take care of somebody. And then like, you know, a lot of people have all kinds of stressors that is not just apparent on the surface. Like, and I think the pandemic has really put a lot again, like to your point, a lot of pressure on people from all different kinds of sides. And I think unfortunately in America, we have this terrible habit because everyone says the customer is always right. Mm. It's like in these customer service interactions are like a, people just sort of take advantage of this idea to be like, well, I'm just going to indulge my anger right now and just direct it to this person. <laughs> I oh, yeah. that. This feels like the venue for that. Like every travel situation is stressful. Everyone's going through that and had that pent up stress as, as Bray was talking about. Um, but like and if they interact with Spirit Airlines, Spirit Airlines is like a, like an American Ninja Warrior gauntlet of stress where like every single thing is designed to make you stressful. So, of course, it's just going to be an explosion of, of horrible behavior both yeah. sides that makes me yeah. so mad when people lose it in public because it's like suppress that shit like the rest of us okay we, <laughs> we, we're mad we're on fucking spirit airlines um dramos just said the frontier suspended the flight attendant who duct taped that creep and and that person is suspended when that man was causing danger and injury to the employee who yeah. had no one to defend her from being what? sexually well, assaulted to be fair though she did violate the protocol the normal protocol is to get in a knife fight to the death on a frontier <laughs> airline yeah, that's how exactly. you have to establish your dominance if you want to right. keep your flight attendant position you need to someone you know defeat them in one-on-one combat if that's i were jet the- blue i'd call i'd be calling and hiring that guy because that's the type of <laughs> shit that's the type of shit we need in the planes now as everyone's yeah, yeah. losing their yeah. fucking mind or yeah. there's like some viral duct tape company that's like hey we'd love to like give you the face of our duct tape right now the hero the flight attendant presentation beginning is like here's the uh seatbelt thing here's the um life right. vest and here's the ball gag we'll use if you guys try to start <laughs> fights with us <laughs> Oh, and and that's the nice one. We have another one that's a a, a wooden dowel with a bunch of dried blood on it with a bunch of chicken wire that we'll just wrap around the back of your head, too. There's that one, too. There's that one, too. You know, every once in a while when you get, like, a really bitchy flight attendant who loves their five minutes up top, Mm -hmm. and they have, like, all these jokes, and, like, they really want you to know, like, you know, I'm not bothered by you, and I won't be. And, like, I I would love if, like, some flight attendants start, like, working that shit in into their, like, speech up top a lot of comedians i i feel like hate when they hear flight attendants do jokes but i like it i like it. yeah because i'm like they're getting their time to shine right now and i feel like on southwest i feel like that was the one of the first airlines where people were like casual enough to like talk some shit like especially if you took that flight on southwest from like burbank to vegas like that was just joke fest absolutely A People lot of jokers on there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of jokers on that fight. <laughs> it should also teach some comedians some empathy because in every comedy show, there's obviously one person who doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, like this is what it feels like when you're do, uh, sabotaging one person's night with your jokes. So, <laughs> right, little, right, little right. payback. Well, um, exactly. comedy is a mental illness. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, I'll, I'll ask more about that when we talk about this other story coming up after the break. So let's pay some bills real quick. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. And, you know, speaking of TikTok uh, and TikTok trends, you know, I'm up on all the trends, obviously. You're very like, young. You're very hip. I'm yeah. so young, y'all. I mean, it's like wild. I always get ID'd, uh, you know, when I buy cigarettes and candy cigarettes and things like that. Uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. Anyway, I do keep my eye on TikTok. And by that, I mean, I do look at all the headlines about TikTok. And right now, the thing that is really trending it sounds like the new Tide Pods is eating frozen honey in mm. that it is a it's very similar because it's a challenge that's popular, but has some uh, shitty side effects. Just so you know, on NBC News, they just sort of looked into it. Uh, at the time of the writing of the article, there were 667 million views under the hashtag frozen honey hashtag and 89.7 million views for the hashtag frozen honey challenge tag. And every video is kind of the same thing. Someone shows off some honey and takes a huge bite. And I just want to play just a video for everybody so you can understand what this looks like. Um, Because it's... Oh, gosh. I mean, it looks like motherfuckers just eating a bunch of honey. And I don't understand what the fucking appeal is. Pooh Bear. (laughs) So this video um, is from at Avery Cyrus. And the the caption under it is BRB. Got to go get my stomach pumped. And I'm like, what? And this is her eating frozen honey. Thing. Apparently it's supposed to be super satisfying. Let's do it. Okay, it's just frozen honey and you have to squeeze it out. Oh, that, that looks so cool. It does look cool. That is a big ass bite of honey. But not oh, appetizing. Oh, oh. oh my god. It's like a pop. As soon as you take a bite, it starts melting. Oh. Mm, I feel the gun. It looks That's like... Just- Oh, eating so much sugar. Oh gosh, that's a lot of sugar. It's so much sugar, right? And you're like, you're looking at that, you're like, what the fuck are y'all doing? That is just a bunch of, this is a big hunk of fucking honey you're just eating. There's <laughs> nothing interesting about this, except you're just eating a bunch of sugar in a different form. Now, to be this fair, is where, we did like grow up when literal yeah. extra large soda, like things were sold on the schoolyard. Oh, for, like, of course. But cents. like, but, <laughs> but we were. But that wasn't presented to us in the form of a challenge. That was just like no, the insidiousness of the our school. like yeah, yeah totally. food <laughs> food culture was like yeah man kids need sixty four ounces of high fructose corn syrup. What yeah, the fuck slim gyms, you know, buy them at the student store. Like, yeah, uh, eat this totally uh, Raven's Revenge, which was basically just sugar in a fucking test tube that was colored, and you're like, oh, it's a cool flavor. You're like, dude, you're just eating a just a thing of sugar right now. Um, but yes, yeah, it all comes look. This all comes in cycles, but the difference here is that. Like you all said, that's a lot of sugar. And a lot of people, many health experts are saying like, you know, small amounts of honey, not a health concern. Eating a fifth or more of a bottle of honey at a time can be a sugar overload. A registered dietitian who just like interviewed for this article said, quote, honey is great, but having it in small amounts to sweeten is really a healthy relationship with food (laughs) and using it to get a lot of followers and a lot of attention and having it in excess amounts is crazy. Not the best choice of words there. But then she says about they go on to say one in three people has dietary fructose intolerance. So that's called, uh, I guess called fructose malabsorption, which means the cells in the intestines don't absorb fructose the way they should causing gastrointestinal distress, meaning cramps, meaning diarrhea, meaning all kinds of toilet stuff that you don't want. (laughs) And 
on top of that, maybe even pulling out some fillings and things. Because a lot of these people would do it and afterwards be like, don't do it, man. Like, I just pooped for like seven days straight. Like, I, and clearly these people are probably falling in the category of the fructose malabsorption. Yeah. Um, but they, like, some people are just, it's like doing colors where they're like, oh, this one's purple. It's like, you just put purple food dye in honey. That's in not anything. Sugar. Different. And then you ate oh, it God. and then you, sh- and then you shot a bunch. <laughs> Poor bees. I mean, the bees are still endangered, right? Yeah. yeah. And here we are just eating chomping on their gobs of honey i mean i don't know what how it relates to the other but i know they don't want to see that i don't know if that's what how they want to see their work just be absolutely disrespected i I mean i've seen b movie and i can safely say that no that is not what the bees want we used to okay here if any gen z kids want to eat something frozen and this is what this is gonna make me sound so old but we used to freeze grapes and then there's a delicious frozen treat delicious (laughs) get a get a little bunch of green grapes Pop them in the freezer. That's Ooh, what we used to a do. nice little little frozen. The texture is so yummy. You could you could just sprinkle a little sugar on it if you want. But like just the grape itself, beautiful texture. Chomp chomp chomp. Yeah. If you if you freeze a banana, blend it with some like peanut butter and chocolate. Bam, you've got oh. some vegan uh, ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yummy. Look at us. <laughs> See, children, you don't have to have diarrhea on TikTok for followers. That's what are we doing, kids? We don't need to do all that. Yeah, a lot of people were just kind of, again, everyone was like, this is really bad. It's it's messing up my body and w- what are we going to do? But they say like a lot of experts are just warning, like, please think about this. You don't want to just ha- like have a huge risk with your just sort of short sightedness of wanting to get a lot of followers. They just think like this is not going to be good for people with health conditions and they might discover very quickly that that could happen. That being said, that something like that would make me want to do it more if I was a kid. Like someone going, "Don't I mean, do this for the followers." Like I'd be like, "Well, fuck you!" Like it's like getting on the roller don't coaster. Don't tell me what for- to do. You're not yeah. my dad. Like, I'm my like, "How many followers like- you got?" You're like, "Oh, maybe 98." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You talking like somebody with 98 followers? <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to get to 40k, motherfucker. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, it, and like I'll be real. When I see that, it is appealing. Like I wonder what that's like. Is because you know it's gooey <laughs> and it's frozen, but. I'm also, as I get older, I know what a lot of sugar does to me too. And then mm. part of me, I'm like, oh, that's where my reality has come into focus. Where I'm like, I like it, but I'm actually old enough now and have fucked with my body around enough to know that I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but please let us know how it tastes. Maybe the <laughs> way we can stop these trends is if all of us uncool, and I'm not like, you know what, you guys are cool. I'm just saying like, you know, Gen Z doesn't think we're cool. If we all... Suddenly we're like, oh, yeah, let's hop on this trend. Like, boom. And then it's like all these like mm-hmm. older millennials doing it. They would immediately be like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. It's like yeah. the side part. That's or, how we yeah. stop them. And we, we fake have, it. Mm-hmm. We, fake oh, it. we have we're to like, sacrifice ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We're like cheeky body cleanse. Yeah. Eat the frozen honey. <laughs> and then you clear your intestines out. It's so yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. Y'all like I feel like I'm glowing. I'm adulting by getting frozen honey and just <laughs> diarrhea. Y'all with my red wine and Harry Potter posters. Are you for real right now? Hashtag avocado toast. Um, yeah, it maybe that is the key. I feel Good, like we. Yeah. It's like is when my like mom a... started calling sandals thongs, and then I was like, "Oh, don't do that." But that's like Ow. what they used to call them. Yeah, but the thong exactly. song came out, and she'd be like, "Oh, you guys wearing thongs to the pool?" I'm like, and you're like, "No, wait, which, <laughs> no, what mom. are you talking about?" No. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, if if we have to undertake a generational experiment and say like <gasps> the next big Gen Z thing, we try and just make it so, just make it untenable for the youth, where they're like, "These fucking people took the one good thing." 
like on fleek like it's going to destroy what white people did to on fleek <laughs> it's going to destroy the entire millennial generation because we're not going i mean like the hell i mean these kids are young and they're still like shitting themselves like our 35 like right. our like mid 30s bodies will just like collapse instantly gone but, gone <laughs> honestly i can't think of a better way for our entire generation to just disappear by like right <laughs> trying to do something good and totally doing it the wrong way the like wrong it is way. very much the millennial way <laughs> god yeah so i don't know the tiktok trends they're truly out there um one other thing i just wanted to point out is the succulent trade in south africa apparently there's a black market for succulents Ooh. that is a popping off i was reading this article in the new york times where obviously we're all in california succulents are like currency you know people love succulents mm-hmm. and also there's like a boom with succulents because like for a lot of people it's like i can't keep a normal plant alive but a succulent i can give just about the amount of water i'm i'm sort of have the wherewithal to do and i can keep it alive and i feel good about myself and then uh the pandemic only made like indoor plants and like the maintenance like low maintenance plants like super popular but underneath yeah. that all was like a bubbling exotic succulent market that was like super illegal. Right now, like the hashtag for a succulent has like over 12 million images out there. But South Africa is very interesting because it's home to about a third of the world's succulent species. So like it's a mm. popping all like if you were into the succulents, you need to check out South Africa. Um, and there's one very popular species called the Conophytum. And it's become so fucking big that... It, it's 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 caused like international illegal trade and before uh the pandemic they said like a lot of people who would get caught like sort of stealing or smuggling uh succulents out of south africa they said were primarily chinese and korean passport holders because the the fees they could get for these plants were like astronomical but <laughs> since the pandemic has forced restrictions on travel these foreign buyers have been hiring like locals to do all the poaching and like they give these people like GPS coordinates and they're like, OK, go there. They're growing here. Here's what you need to do. Send them back like this. And this shift has like brought like conservation authorities uh, in the country into all out battle with all these young unemployed people who are like incentivized to grab these plants to essentially find, a, you know, it's like one of their few financial recourses that that are available to them. And the surge in poaching has like gotten to the point where. Like when authorities confiscate these illegal plants, they give them to like local greenhouses and nurseries to be like, hopefully you can replant these and things like that. But they're like, we have so many. If we replanted them, we would just inundate an an entire area with one species of succulent and that'll fuck up all the biodiversity. So like we're, we're receiving plants at a rate that we can't even fucking replant and it's only speeding up. Anyway, I don't know. I just want to, I just want to bring that up because I didn't realize it was that big. The thing that happens is the internet just allows people to just see like pretty succulents mm. and what it's called. And half the time, like you'll see shit on Amazon. This is from this article in the New York Times uh, that said, quote, a recent study by the Convention of International Trade in Endangered Species. Basically, they combat illegal wildlife trade. They found some 365 endangered medicinal plants being sold openly on Amazon and oh eBay. God. So yeah. like Whoa. the thing is, too. We have like this weird blind spot where people just go, oh, they're plants. Cool. Plants aren't illegal. They're plants. Like it's not drugs. And <laughs> unwittingly are like actually like, contributing to like this illegal 
succulent trade. Drugs are made um, from plants. Almost everything is. That's like um the the internet popularity of certain things and the speed right. of which it spreads has been like a pro- I've heard that for products too like it'll just be like random things like oh this one lip gloss and some influencers like I love this and then the entire target will be so- sold out of it everywhere. Right. I think um yeah we're definitely not there's like almost two models of advertising happening right now there's like the old way and then there's like this really rapid spread way now that's we can't right. handle <laughs> consumers can't handle it. yeah we're very on the internet people like and i get it like if you if you start looking through a gallery of like people's landscaping or whatever and it's like oh those are beautiful because there are people who are like buying them in the thousands oh gosh whoa and like and they'll find them in like little plantlings and like they they get confiscated in the mail and things like that but succulents man is this an instance that might speed up uh that might be bullish for 3d printing because i feel like if we're just going after trendy appearances this could be a huge win for 3d printing because imagine if you're like i like how that looks on tiktok i don't know what it is print yeah here here yeah a 3d modeling company can could quickly create a pattern for something that viral and you just print it Hmm. out i mean maybe that Hmm. is that that could be where we're headed and then uh then we could all have very exotic plants i would actually print out like a full uh tyrannosaurus rex skeleton That would be sick just to have that in your because like I don't care if it's real, but like just for the the magic. What if everyone of it, on your street did that though? And then they I would get so mad. I would be life. like, are you three oh hold on, Rick? Are you also 3D printing a fucking T-Rex? <laughs> God damn it. I have my shit looking so good. And you know, and look, Caitlin and I, we we know we have a love for Jurassic Park. Mm, so true. obviously I love Jurassic it's good. You do as well? I have a I have a crop top. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but I do have one. But I love dress. <laughs> I, got a, I got a T-Rex crop top. I, would t- I, t- I mean, my name is Tere- I don't know. None of these things mean anything. But in my mind, I've always like loved T-Rexes because I, I don't know. I, because my name is Teresa. T-Rexa? T- yeah. T- yeah. T-Rex, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and do you know the movie Jurassic Park fairly well, Teresa, if I asked you about it? Mm-hmm. Do you remember in the last scene where they're in the visitor center and the raptors are seemingly have our our heroes backs against the wall and it looks like all is lost. And then out of nowhere, the motherfucking T-Rex comes through mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. saves the day. Caitlin and I discussed this. Where the <laughs> fuck did that T-Rex come from? That's the one, that's the one thing I take issue. We call, what do we call that? Deus Rex Machina. Deus Rex Machina. Yeah. Yep. Happy to it's, have coined that. I like Thank that. That's you. the one unbelievable <laughs> part of that movie. Yeah. For me, I was yeah. all Can't on board. Just, Yes, Until I'll then. suspend my disbelief for every other thing. You know, I didn't believe there was a female doctor. You know, that part didn't really accept. <laughs> doctor Ellie? No. What is this? This is propaganda. What is it? We got to get this off the screen. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.